Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. because we're audio so. definitely well hey welcome back to ohio and um yeah i've got jennifer and byron mccauley uh talking about their new book hope interrupted and uh, those of you who have listened to our podcast you might say boy byron that sounds like a familiar name well we have byron on um he was a journalist with the Cincinnati Inquirer, and he talked about some of his columns and he was on to kind of give some feedback on on the awful news of six months ago with George Floyd and some of the things happening um, racially with police and uh, people of color in America. So Byron, it's great to have you back on. And um, Byron, you've kind of gone to a little bit different career since then. You're more in the marketing field, right? Yeah, I am, Chris. It's, it's actually sort of a, a return back to the future, if you will. Okay. Uh, I, I am, I, I, I'm working for a, a tech startup. Um, well, it's not a tech startup. It's actually a, a venture capital firm that okay. supports tech startups. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing some marketing work for them and PR work. Uh, but you know, before then, of course, as you said, Chris, you know, I was a journalist for many years, a columnist at the Inquirer. And what I didn't say because our subject matter was different back six months ago, was that my good friend uh, Jennifer Mooney and I were working on this book. Yeah, and so we're done. And and so that was one of the things that was sort of going on. And it really sort of dovetails around the George Floyd and some of the unrest that we were going through back then. Um, but, yeah, so so thank you so much for, you know, having us oh, back. Yeah. This is awesome. And, and like I said, back in the time we were talking to Byron, we were a weekly podcast. And now we're up our content probably about 10 times. I said, Byron and Jennifer, yeah, this is your open invitation. We're glad to have you on. We, we'd love to have you on again. And t- tell us the story because I love the story. So you guys have the book. Uh, it's called Hope Interrupted, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm making sure I'm saying that right. You got it and, right. Yeah. And, and tell us the story because it's interesting because Jennifer was a reader. She read your columns, right? That's right. You know, it, it, it was it was a couple of things, right? So so Jennifer was um, was really and, and she I, I have to say this because Jennifer is is modest. But she was a, this big time executive, right? Communications executive for for a telecommunications company. Um, and so I saw her at a sales and marketing event where she was the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but she she had read some of the things that I had written, she told me. Uh, but I was just enamored because of this strategy session she put on. I was thinking, oh, boy, could I, I could use that. And so that's kind of how we first officially met, though we'd met, you know, kind of online before then. Well, and I'll say something about Byron for a minute. 
Okay. Yeah. So he's probably overstating my prowess a little bit. And I'm not a big time executive anymore. And I, I was able to help support my family for a lot of years being one. So that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I always knew who Byron was because he's modest about it. But Byron, Byron's an incredible writer. And, yeah. and I loved reading him and I loved how his stories really humanized people and issues and found his writing incredible. So we met and we then decided to go to lunch and it turned into like an afternoon. Yeah. And we became very, very close. And we started talking about the issues that no one talks about, like race and bigotry and mm -hmm. our personal experiences. And Byron said to me in the spring and Byron and I got to be, um, I mean, I joke with my husband that, you know, Byron's like a girlfriend, like he's in that yeah. where we're constantly texting, yeah. right? We're constantly yeah. texting and he was texting, you know, saying, have you thought about this? Or he'd be working on a column and we'd talk about it. Or frankly, I'd be, I'd, I consult in media and PR and all that. I talked to him about my strategies. Then he said, you know, I feel like we're living in this moment in history with bigotry and COVID and I'm going to say it. I mean, a crazy, unstable president. I mean, I'm, I'm not shy about saying that. And he said, I feel like I need to start writing this down, that we're in this moment. And at the same time, um, and I'm not putting myself in this category, but like a lot of readers, I'm obsessed with Fitzgerald and Hemingway. Yeah. And I had read some letters that Hemingway had written um, during different times in history to people. And I thought, well, we're not these people, but they're they're capturing something so i said you know what byron let's capture it let's do it and he said okay when do you want to start i said i'll do the first chapter i'll start tomorrow right yeah. and she then did. and it went on from then until election day before the votes were counted and then we have an epilogue that we wrote um january 20th january 25th but it really is um, Byron. It was Byron's idea. And I found the process to be very uh, therapeutic, meaningful. I hope that other people find it interesting. Yeah, definitely. And Byron, I was going to ask, it's interesting because Jennifer started as a reader of yours. And we always talk in journalism going, man, you never know about these comments that appear on a Facebook page, or you never know about these emails, you know, and, and sadly, especially during this political climate, you know, you, you get threats, you get very scary stuff sent to you. Uh, how it's got to be kind of reassuring, not just for yourself, but for any journalist that listen to this saying, wow, you, you know, it's not just somebody who's reasonable, but somebody that you spark a friendship with that started out as a reader of yours. It's got to be refreshing for any of us who write stories, you know? You know, Chris, that, that is a, such a terrific point. I don't always become friends with, with, my, with people who have read me, but mm -hmm. many of them actually I, I do simply because of the nature of the things that I was writing about. Uh, it helped that, that Jennifer was, was a professional in town, you know, a communications professional. So I knew her in that in that regard. But really, you know, it was it was just a wonderful. I am, as you know, I'm a I'm a black man born born in the South. Jennifer is a Jewish woman born in the North. 
and we we are we come from divergent places you know societal you know in, in society uh in culture in our communities but we saw this common we, we have this common relationship it's some of these 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 common truths around what we have gone through you know it's not so different her being a a, a successful uh corporate female executive and and my being you know an african-american man in, a, in an industry that you know has not always been super diverse but then when you got all this these things that sort of came together over the spring and summer with 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 the racial unrest with the political unrest um and then also COVID, like a triple whammy. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh so we felt like we really had to write about that and what it helped me as jennifer said it was really you know cathartic for her it was very cathartic for me as well to be able to get these thoughts out the surprise that happened though was that as jennifer and i wrote you know we revealed and sort of peeled back the onion on a lot of different things that we've sort of gone through in our in our respective lives that were not just you know common things from raising our children to our relationship with our parents you know and and frankly we 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 went pretty deep on you know, revealing some things that were important to us that we felt like we needed to get out, not just about what we were going through as a society, this unrest, but some of the things that how society shaped us as children, you know, as teens, as as adults. Yeah. And so we come to this point and it's, you know, it's, it's just a it, it was just a wonderful exercise for us. And there's some there's some prophetic things in there that that we'll you know be able to share in that book when you when you see it. But man, it was just so cathartic. And, and some of the things that we thought would happen did happen, but some of the things we couldn't even have imagined that we feared that might happen. Thus, the yeah. hope interrupted came true. It, it's oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go on. Oh well, I was going to say. Um, we're limited on time today, which I feel bad about because it's a fascinating issue. And these are conversations we need to have more of, not just with Byron and Jennifer, what sparked the book, but you think about life and society. We all have friends like that. That might, it, it doesn't matter if you're racially different or if you just have a difference of opinion. I mean, these are conversations we need to be having all across America. So we talked about this. I want to have you guys back longer when uh, we have more time to kind of go into more of those issues. And, that maybe how it sparked that friendship with somebody that you know or don't know that well because I, I think it's vitally important so let's do this let's schedule a time where you guys can have you on for a little bit longer but 10 minutes is not doing this justice at all at all but let us know how to connect if somebody heard something enough where they said okay i can't wait to hear them again but i want to get more information about that book where can people go get more information about the book and we'll have you back on very soon one thing I want to say, Chris, is www.hopeinterrupted.com is going to be activated next week for pre-selling pre the book, okay? Okay. And another thing that I want to say that is really important to both of us yeah. our intent with this book, our main talk point is, just like you're saying, is to bring people together. It's, I don't mean to sound like a political ad, but it's to unite, to not divide. I mean, we strongly believe when people are talking and communicating and sharing their stories, they're less likely to malign one another. Yeah. And the one thing Byron and I really had in common, 
um, that I think is kind of key, and this makes any women, woman out there with kids shaking her shoes, including me, I have two daughters and two stepdaughters, is we had really good mothering. We might yeah. have come from different backgrounds, but our mothers, we both had strong mothers who really pushed high education and, and turned us into the people that we are. We, neither one of us really was strong on the father's side. Yeah. And, and not to say anything bad about our fathers, but it was our mothers and that's important. Now as a mother with grown children, that kind of makes me say, oh wow, did I do it right? Correct. Yeah. Great well, point. And it's also encouragement. I mean, I've got two kids myself and you know, you'd have to be a monster say, oh, I'm a bad dad. I'm not doing it right. But even if you think you're doing it right, how do you rededicate yourself to say, hey, I'll be that different type of guy that you're right. You know, a lot of people, you know, say, boy, my experience with my father wasn't the best. How can dads kind of rededicate themselves to, you know, make up a difference? So Absolutely. very good. Well, lots of good information. And again, I'm, I'm upset myself for only giving it 10 minutes. We need to give it more time. So let's have you guys on soon. Um, we'll kind of, yeah. Talk more about those issues. I mean, I'm really, uh, because yeah, it's a conversation that, needs to be had. And I even think of my own family. I mean, I've got people in my intermediate family that some things have been divisive from politics and everything else. So I'd like to get more concrete, like saying, how do you do that? Because you guys have done that from a writer to reader type relationship. But obviously it sounds like what you guys are talking about can be done in many other facets of life. So it, it sounds fascinating. So. Absolutely. Chris, thank oh. you so much. This is This was great. Thank you. Well, hope it interrupted the book. Again, uh, the link will be active next week, but uh, we're going to share links and information how to connect with them, and we will have these guys back soon to kind of get more into these relationships. I think it's a very important issue right now. So, guys, hang out for a second afterwards. Everyone else, thanks for checking out the Ohio. We'll be back short, shortly, and thank you again for uh, checking out Byron and Jennifer. Everyone have a great day.